Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. For those of you that don't know me, my name's Yvonne. I'm on staff here at New Beginnings. I think I'm entering my uh, 13th year at New Beginnings. So I've been with the Hucks and New Beginnings for a long time, even the old building when we were in Irving. So um, we're re- relaunching these Fit for Life classes. Forgive us for the, our paint's not quite finished. We just got new flags today. Garfield and Pastor Troy just put those up. So starting with the room and then... Um, the launching of the new classes. It's just a different branding for it. Um, Different themes each month, different instructors, hence me being in here. I did used to teach this class um, a long time ago, but I haven't taught it in a long time. So today it's just about the Bible and it's about how and why you should read your Bible. So we're gonna talk about the why first and then we'll talk about the how. So many people um, find the big book of these and thous um, to be um, overwhelming. And how do you read that? How do you understand it? How do you get through it? How do you know, you know, what does that have to do with me? Sort of. And so I think people, especially new believers, don't um, have a regular plan for reading the Bible. And it's so important. I'm going to use um, a a couple of personal examples and bear with me on it because everything I tell you is, is directly related to the class, but I do want to bring some of my experience in because otherwise I'm just telling you things um, that have no bearing, but if I can relate how it fits into my life, it, it might be something that um, can fit into your life as well. I grew up in a Baptist church. I was a good Baptist girl. Well, I was a Baptist girl. I don't know how good I was, but... Uh, I went to Trinity Baptist Church in River Oaks. I was born and raised in Texas, so I'm a Texan. I've lived here all my life. And I have a little bit of allergy stuff this morning, sorry. Um, I have been through some stuff in my life, so I can testify. Um, I've actually been widowed twice, and I've beat cancer twice. And I say me, of course, the Lord brought me through all of that. Um, So I do have testimonies on all of that. I'm not just a... Um, You know, I don't know about you, but I know there's some people that I have a hard time relating to because they've not been through any um, trauma in their life. They've not been through anything, um, you know, problematic or serious in their lives. And I have a hard time relating to that sometimes. So I just wanted you to know that uh, I, I have been through some stuff and I can relate maybe to what you're going through. Maybe you haven't done the exact same thing, but all of us have had some kind of trauma in our life. One thing we did in the Baptist church was we read the Bible. Um, I, I never knew any different in the Baptist church. I was in the Baptist church most of my life until I came here, and it was good. Um, I finally just realized I didn't have all the whole truth about the Holy Spirit and about healing and different things that they maybe don't touch on in the Baptist church. Um, but one thing we did was we read Scripture, and we memorized Scripture, and it was part of our lives. It was just something that we did, something that we all did. Um, And so I did 
read the Bible early on. Um, I've read it cover to cover three times, like just in a row. I've read it hundreds of other times by chapters and verses. Um, so I just wanted you to know that I do, I'm, I'm coming from some experience there with reading the Bible. But other than the Bible, when I was growing up, I didn't read much. All through high school, I didn't read much. It's a miracle I got out of high school. I knew how to read and I, I have good reading comprehension, but I just didn't have time for it. You know, I needed to um, play around and do all the stuff teenagers want to do when they're growing up. So I didn't read a lot of things. But when I, I had my first child, when I was pregnant with my first child, I started reading. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I started reading just fiction books. That was what I read. I was not interested in, you know, business books or self-improvement books or anything. I just read fictions because I would just get into the stories. And one of my sisters introduced me to murder mystery books. And I loved them. I just would read one after the other. I could go to the bookstore and go, no, I've read all of those. I've read all of those. I've read all of those because I would just read. I mean, I would just absorb every one of them. And then um, after a while, much of the time, um, while I was raising my kids, I was a single mother and um, home alone with my kids. And so I'm reading these murder mysteries like constantly and continuously. And then I would be watching TV or late in my bed or something and I would hear a noise and I would go, ooh, somebody's trying to get the screen off my window. There must be a serial killer out there after me. And I mean, all these things that were in these books that I was reading like became real to me in my mind. And I had to quit reading them because it really just started messing with my mind. It took, for, it took a while. For a while, I was okay. Um, I was perfectly fine. But then after a while, it's like you read so much of something that it just becomes part of your thinking. Imagine if we just read the Bible like that all the time, so much so that it just became part of our thinking, that it was impossible to turn it off in our minds that it's just something that <clears throat> every time something happens in our lives, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> every time something happens in our lives that we just instantly think, instead of me thinking that um, somebody's trying to get in from the outside, that there's a bad guy, I'm instantly thinking, thank you so much, I'm instantly thinking, excuse me one second, let me take a drink. That may help me. <clears throat> Do y'all suffer from allergies, like seasonal allergies? Oh my goodness. This year it hadn't been so bad. Usually that mountain cedar tries to kill me. But this year it's been a little better. I don't know why, but <clears throat> today it's not. Anyway, just um, imagine if we read the Bible all the time, like we read other things and like we, you know, I'm on my phone constantly. Pastor Nancy texts me all the time. I've constantly got my phone in my hand. I'm you know, I've always got the TV on. Um, I'm looking at magazines. I'm looking at, um, I'm reading books, although not murder mysteries now. I'm reading books. I'm doing all this stuff. But imagine if we focused more on the Bible, how much more um, we would understand about the Lord and know what we're supposed to do in our lives. Because that's what the Bible is. It's, a, it's really a, a pathway to our lives and to how to live them. And that's actually how we're rebranding these classes. They're still going to be called Fit for Life, but they're going to be called Fit for Life, Your Biblical Pathway. And so that's what it's going to be about. And there's going to be many um, different classes and stuff. Um, 
and it's going to be, it's, uh, we're really excited about the new, the new fit for life. So just imagine the Bible as um, a pathway for our lives because there's really not. I've heard mothers say their kids didn't come with a how-to book. Well, they did. It's this one. This is the how-to raise kids book. This is the how to live your life book. This is where to turn when you have problems book. This is everything. It's God's plan for our lives. Um, everything that we need to know in our lives is in, the, is in the Bible, every single thing. There's nothing we're going to go through. There's nothing we need that's not in here and that was not already given to us. God's given us everything we need. Um, because of those mystery books I used to read, I was fearful all the time. Just in life in general, for a long time, I was just fearful. But God's word says in 2 Timothy 1.7, he didn't give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of, of sound mind, of power, and of love. That's what he gave me. I think I got those out of order, but that's what he gave me. So if he didn't give me a spirit of fear, guess who did? So we, you know, the word of God says that. So so those are real things. I don't know if you're a fearful person or if you worry about things. I was a worrier. I, I'm not saying I'm not now, but, but uh, now I know where to go. And now I have these scriptures memorized so that when I do get fearful, I automatically um, know what to say. I was talking to Mitch on the way in about I'm still a little short of breath from that second bout of cancer. Still a little short of breath, but I'm getting better every day. And that's all I'm saying. I'm getting better every day. I'm getting to be 100%. I'm not going to say anything else. But the reason I know that is because that's what the Word of God says about me. That's already a finished um, work. That's why I know that. And in John 16, one of my very favorite verses in the Bible, it says, you're going to have trouble in this world. But don't be afraid. I've already overcome the world. And that's a paraphrase, of course, of the actual scripture, but um, the Lord's already overcome all of this. All, everything has already been overcome by him, and that doesn't mean that now we're free and clear to, in this life that we're not going to have anything. That's not what it means, um, but it does mean we have help in times of trouble because we are going to have trouble, but he's already overcome that for us, so we need to, we need to know what's in the word of God so that we know how to, how to act when things do come against us. Um, 2 Timothy says, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Pastor Larry talks about that all the time. We need to know what the Bible says because I can tell you that uh, in the world, on TV, I don't even watch the news anymore. I haven't in years. Um, but on TV, the news, the everything, we're inundated with what we're supposed to think. And it's not good stuff. It's not godly stuff. And if you don't know what what God says, how can, you, how can you stand against what's in the world? Because I, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of people even in my family or people that I know um, that don't believe like I do. They don't believe like I do. Um, they don't believe that we're supposed to be, that Christians are supposed to be in the political arena. They think that has nothing to do with the Bible, but it does. We know that because we've read the Bible. Um, we know that we're the ones that are supposed to be governing um, so there's a lot of reasons to read the Bible. There's a lot of whys to read the Bible. It's God's plan for our lives. It tells us exactly how we're supposed to live our lives. It's, it lets us know, um, 
right from wrong because that's a big deal in the world right now. Every, everybody thinks everything or anything is right, and it's not. The Word of God says there's a right and a wrong, and he spells out what's right and wrong in here. talks about healing. I don't know if you've um, had any sickness in your life, but the Word of God tells you about healing. And it tells you um, that Jesus already paid the price. That doesn't mean I didn't get sick. I mean, I got sick. Um, but the Lord was with me, and the Lord saw me through it, just like with Pastor Tiz. That doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get sick in the world, um, but the Lord's going to see you through it. The Lord's going to see you through it. Finances. Um, Pastor Troy's been teaching on Wednesday night about your money, God's way. All the money that you make and that you have in your possession, what is God's plan for that? It's all in the Bible. Everything, things about children, about raising children. Um, I, it's another thing I have a hard time um, understanding sometimes because I'll hear people talk about raising children and you need to teach your children this and that and you need to make sure that this... I didn't do all those things when I was raising my kids. I made so many mistakes and, of course, they're adults now. I think my oldest son is, I don't know, he was born in 82, so I guess he's going to be, oh, 42 this year. Oh, my gosh. So my kids are grown now, so I have a hard time relating to somebody telling me, make sure your kids, you do this and this with your kids because I've already messed that up. I already went through that, made a lot of mistakes, and... Um, but if you do have young children or if you have already made mistakes, there's still a plan in here for both of those, for your family, for what your family's supposed to be. So there's nothing that you're going to go through in life that's not addressed in God's word. It brings you comfort. It increases your faith. It makes you bold because you know the truth. And it teaches you compassion. That was a, that's a big deal, um, having compassion, because I think in this world today, so many people don't have compassion, um, just like with all the abortion stuff. I think Pastor Lydia did that March for Life yesterday. I see commercials on TV um, about, and it's got this sad music with it. And every time I hear the music, I know what the commercial is going to be, and I get so angry about it. Um, I'm a dog lover. I have dogs. I've always had dogs, and I love dogs. So please understand what I'm going to say. It's a commercial about... Um, don't let these dogs starve. And they always show a dog chained up in the middle of winter, out in the snow. Um, obviously, I'm sensitive to that because I'm a dog lover. But what about these babies that we're killing over and over and over? What, what about that? And so it, the Bible teaches us to have compassion in the right way. We are supposed to have compassion on these animals. But people are more important, and that's where our we need to make sure we have compassion. And that's one thing that the Bible can teach you. So that's the um, why, how to read the Bible. And I did have notes so I could stay on track with that. That's the why, but how? Because like I said, this is a big Bible full of these and thous um, that a lot of people can't get through. I mean, they just can't. Um, I have a, a sister that doesn't believe like I do. But I kept after and kept after, and she finally got the Bible on tape. And so she listened to the whole Bible, and her comment was, that's the most violent book I've ever read. <laughs> so we've talked many times since then about it, but um, if, you, if you don't ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through 
and to reveal the word of God to you. It is just words, and it can be anything you think it is. It can be old and outdated. It can be violent. It can be anything that you think it is, unless you have the Holy Spirit revealed to you what the word is. So how to read the Bible. I've, I've done a lot of things. I am a reader, so I can sit down and just read. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that or everybody wants to. Not everybody has good reading comprehension. Not everybody has time to sit down and read the Bible through. So there's lots of ways that I started um, and that I've taught for many years about. And one of them is these index cards. Mine are old and, and worn. These are actually recipe cards. Um, but I would write one scripture on here. Like this one is... Um, 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Healing is his will. Um, financial prosperity is his will. It, so this, I keep this, I keep these in front of me all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So many people say, follow your heart. The Bible says your heart is deceitful above all things. If we don't know that, if we don't know what the Word of God says, we're going to, that makes sense. Follow your heart. How many times have you heard that in your life? Follow your heart. You've got to follow your heart. Well, the Word says your heart's deceitful, that we're supposed to follow the Word of God. But if you don't know that, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. For the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove, so this is a King James, remove hence to yonder place. Um, so over and over, but I would write scriptures, and specifically um, when I started doing this was when I started coming to New Beginnings. And Pastor Larry, I was so shocked at some of the things he was saying. I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, and the first time I came in here, there's that big menorah on the stage. I think it was during Hanukkah. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't know where I am or why I'm here, but I, I won't come back. And, of course, when he started talking, I, I started understanding, and I've been back every Sunday since. Um, but for somebody raised in the Baptist church, that was like, we never talked about Jewish things, ever. We didn't talk bad about Jewish. We just never addressed Jewish. I mean, ever. We didn't. So I started, when I started coming here, and Pastor Larry would like, you know, there's not three wise men in the Bible. I'm like, oh, I got him there. There is three wise men in the Bible. Well, guess what? There's not. I mean, there's not. It doesn't say there was three wise men. There's probably hundreds um, that came. It was the Messiah that was being born. They came from all over the world. There wasn't just three, and it doesn't say that. But if you don't know that, then you just fall prey to these untruths and things that have no power to help you. And that's what I finally found um, with my Baptist upbringing was there was no power there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to heaven. Well, I mean, what do I do now? I just do what I want to? or, I mean, it, it lost its appeal to me after a while. So these cards helped me because they're in a small way. So if you hear something that Pastor Larry says, we have those um, weekly events, those little flyers that they hand you at the door to the sanctuary when you go in, and there's a place for notes. Write one scripture down from what he says, one scripture, and go through that. My husband and I, not my current husband, um, I was married to Neil, who was the head usher here 
um, in the old building, and he and I were just so amazed at what we were hearing every Sunday. I guess they still do the CDs. Does Paula still do CDs of the... Oh, they're on the podcast. We used to get CDs, and so we would line up after service, everybody to get a CD, and we would listen to that thing like 20 or 30 times during the week because it's like, what? What did he say? Did he say, what did he say? I'm going to look that up. I was always checking on him to make sure that he was, he was you know, not, uh, he was messing up my Baptist doctrine there. But so write one scripture down on those cards during service. Write one scripture down and go home and write it down. Maybe you want to use a notebook. Maybe you do want to use the cards. The cards were helpful for me because it's one piece at a time. It's one piece. Oh, and I wrote stuff on the back too. Um, no weapons formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I shall condemn. You need to be condemning every word that rises up against you and casting down every imagination that does not line up with the word of God. But if you don't know what the word of God says, how can you do that? How do you even know things that line up or that don't line up? Here's the one I was talking about. For God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Write down verses that you hear one verse and write those down, something that speaks to your life, something that you're dealing with right now, whether it's health or finances or children um, or grown children gone astray or whatever it is, um, things that I didn't even say, whatever it is, um, it's in the Word of God. The Word of God can help you and teach you and tell you. Another thing I did was all of these, I've probably got a hundred of these at home, these little devotionals. Um, I brought this one because it's a Larry Huck Ministries one. So these are available. I don't know where. Mine's still got the sleeve on it here. Um, I don't know if I got it off of LHM. Sometimes I get little freebies because I work here and they, if there's samples. So I'm not sure where I got it. I don't know if it's in the bookstore, but it's either in the bookstore or on LarryHuckMinistries.com. But so these are devotionals with a, you know, a scripture and then a, you know, just a, a prayer and a thought about that scripture. Those are really helpful. If you can't pick up the big book and read, you know, from Genesis through Revelation, you can get one of these and read one page a day, one page a week. I recommend you read it every day. Um, but whatever you can do, start reading the Word of God in whatever form you can do. Um, another thing that this book was really important to me um, Pastor Tiz's book, No Limits, No Boundaries. She's got prayers in here. She is a praying woman. I've got coffee stains on that. I've got dog-eared pages. It stayed on my nightstand for years um, from the time she read it until just recently. I rearranged some stuff, and there's some newer stuff there. But this was on my nightstand for years, and I would refer to it all, of the, all the time. Has anybody read that? It's a good book. It's an excellent book. Um, and she talks about prayer in here and, you know, all of the names of God. Because if we don't know that he's named the great healer, then how do we know that he can heal us? You know, if we don't know that he's our peace, what do we call on for peace in our lives when there's so much turmoil around us and inside of us? Um, because God is the God of peace. So this is an excellent, excellent book. Um, and there's many more. This is one my husband gave me a long time ago. Oh, there's the March for Life prayer event. 
Did anybody go to that yesterday? Anybody go to that March for Life? I, I haven't even talked to anybody about how it came out. But even uh, Jewish stuff. This one is uh, Abraham Heschel, I guess is how you say his name. And it's the Shabbat. And so it's talking about Shabbat because although, um, and that was a confusing thing to me too, the Bible doesn't tell us to light candles. It doesn't say that on every Shabbat, on every Friday night, right before the sun sets, light these candles. It doesn't say that. Um, it's through that ancient Jewish wisdom that was handed down orally that every Jewish person knows because it's been told for centuries now. It's been told for, you know, decade after decade after decade um, that I didn't learn and I didn't know. And chances are you didn't either unless you grew up already you know, knowing this stuff or in a church that taught it, but I don't even know of any churches that are Christian churches that teach the Jewish roots. There's some Messianic churches now that, um, that do that. Of course, we're not Messianic, but... So there's even um, books on the Jewish, on Jewish stuff. Um, like this one says, if we only had enough spirit to comprehend his sovereignty, to live in his kingdom... Um, I heard a good teaching on sovereignty. That's another way to, um, to get the word, is to listen to different teachings. I, David Jeremiah is one of my favorite. Of course, I listen to Pastor Larry, too, a lot. Um, I always have since I've been here. But David Jeremiah was talking about sovereignty, that the Lord answers to no one. And people have a hard time understanding that. Well, if, if God's sovereign, why did I get sick? You know, those are questions that are answered in here. God is sovereign, and yet he wants us to choose him. And we get to choose those things. Um, we can choose to, I don't know, do something wrong or bad or whatever. We get to choose that. God's sovereignty has nothing to do with our choice. He's still sovereign. Whatever we choose, he's still sovereign. It was a good teaching. So even, um, even some of the teachers on the radio and on the TV, and please be careful because if you don't know the Word of God, you can be led astray really quickly with one little thing. There was one preacher, and I won't mention his name, but um, I was listening to him and really liked him, and then one day I heard him say, and Pastor Larry said this from the pulpit, one day I heard him say, we don't even need the Ten Commandments anymore. We're not even supposed to be following the Ten Commandments anymore. But because I was grounded in the Word, I instantly went, oh, that's not right. That's not right, because that's not what the Word says. If you don't know for yourself, you're going to get swept away by what sounds good in the world. Um, so the last thing is these versions of the Bible. The um, Oh, look, a picture of me when my two little boys were, they were probably seven and eight or something, or eight or nine. Oh, look how skinny I was. Oh, they were so cute. I keep all kinds of things in my Bible. I do write in my Bible. Um, I mark different scriptures with different things. Things are underlined in here. Um, that's an Alaska bookmark. But I got a lot of things in here because I use this book. Use your Bible. This one is a New King James, and the reason I use a New King James specifically is because, and King James is really my favorite. It's what I grew up reading. I like it the best. Pastor Larry teaches from the new King James. So in order for me to kind of, 
you know, be on pace with where he is. Um, years ago, I got a new King James version. It seems like, and a lot of the scholars say, the more they translate the Bible, the farther away it is from the real, from the real word, and even way so much more than what the Hebrew says. Which who knew that? If you didn't grow up, you know who knew that that what the words are even in the King James are not what it says in Hebrew. Uh, that one uh, thing that Pastor Larry talks about when Jesus was on the cross, and he said, um, "Oh." Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, I don't know how to say it. And we've always been taught that it was, why have you forsaken me? But there's another meaning. This is why you have fortified me. So the bringing in the Jewish part of it is, um, is so important. And I also have a, another Bible that has the Hebrew and the King James on the same page. There's all kinds of books out there, but I just have found like the Living Bible, the Message, um, all of those are much easier to read. They read like a story, but they also um, may leave out some important stuff. So if you choose one of those versions, please do read it, um, but please make sure that you understand, um, as we all know, what the Hebrew says, not what the Greek or the American translation or whatever. Um, so Pastor Larry and his, his books, and um, his the podcasts, all of that.